Welcome to Students Incorporated, a podcast exploring the topics of business, education, technology, and design. I'm your host, Mr. Jason. Join me weekly as my team and I produce content that's informative, positive, fun, and uplifting. Episodes include student conversations, interviews with thought leaders, and inspirational stories with an international flavor. This podcast is created and produced with the help of students from the International Community School of Bangkok. In today's episode, we're focusing on the topic of gender equality, its struggles, misconceptions, and stereotypes, as well as youth activism, what young people can do to spark a change and make a difference. We'll be diving into topics from intersectional feminism and advocacy, debunking myths, and shedding light on the role gender still plays in our world. I'm joined today by co-presidents of 50 Squared, a United Nations-recognized student-led organization advocating for women's rights and gender equality. Quality. My co-hosts for the episode are Tasha, the co-vice president of 50 Squared, and Rebecca. Before we get into our first segment, let's get to our quote of the day and get some headline news. Our quote of the day comes from Carton Feist. He said, it's not what you achieve, it's what you overcome. That's what defines your career. This quote can motivate us when we are faced with challenges in our careers. Like me as a student, it reminds us that achievements aren't necessarily the most important factor in success. What's really important is the path we've taken and the obstacles we overcame. Our career is a process of learning and acquiring new skills. And the more obstacles we overcome, the more we can learn and the more skills we can acquire. And that's our quote of the day. And here's some headline news related to our topic today. The annual 16 Days of Activism Against Gender-Based Violence is taking place now all around the world by members of the International Civil Society. It ends on December 10th. The theme for this year's activism event is titled Unite, Invest to Prevent Violence Against Women and Girls, and it focuses on working with organizations and governments in order to allocate budgets and time towards working against gender-based violence, and particularly violence against women. Now moving on, an iconic news network named Jezebel shut down on November 9th after 16 years of covering gender-related issues. Over those 16 years, it had gained a large audience among women internationally. However, due to an acquisition in 2019 by another company, which resulted in a lack of commitment and investment from that parent company, it became unsustainable and was forced to shut down. During that same time, employees of Jezebel News cited inhumane treatment by its parent company. This illustrates the struggles that outspoken news networks in certain regions of our world face when they cover such controversial topics like gender-based violence or gender inequalities. And finally, the EU's Gender Action Plan, GAP3, has been extended to the year 2027. The plan will continue on its goal of building a more gender-equal world. In the three years that the plan has been active, it's contributed to increasing the emphasis on gender equality in government and the UN Sustainable Development Goals. This plan also supports increased funding for gender-related issues and supports gender equality among organizations. It's expected to keep helping bridge the gap between both genders throughout 131 countries it's been implemented within. And that ends our headline news. Now let's get into our first segment. I'm joined by co-host Rebecca and a guest co-host, Tasha, who is the co-vice president of 50 Squared. We welcome the co-presidents of this organization, Dream, and our very own Premi. We'll be introducing what 50 Squared is and what it strives to do, as well as discussing what gender equality looked like yesterday, 
looks like today and what gender equality may look like tomorrow. Rebecca will get us started with our first question. Thank you for joining our show today. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us about 50 Square and what your role is? Yeah, I'm Premi. I'm a junior at ICS here and I'm a co-president for 50 Squared. Hi, my name is Dream and I'm in junior year as well. And I'm a co-president for the 50 Squared Club. Um, for 50 Squared, it comes from the 50-50 equality. We advocate for between men and women, empowering both. Yeah, with the power of two. And that's where the 50 Squared stems from, like 50 times 50. And that's 50 Squared for all of you math people out there. And we are a UN-recognized um, organization. And we have some chapters across Thailand and internationally. Thank you. What are some actions 50 Squared has taken in the past and what are some plans 50 Squared has for the future? Okay, yeah, backtracking a little bit. So back in 2018, our founder, Amy Jane, who is an ICS alumni, she founded 50 Squared and 50 Squared started off as a small school club. But throughout the years, we've like partnered with many Thai nonprofit organizations, arranging bake sales, fundraisers, speaker series, and we've also expanded our horizons and then having new chapters in branches nationally across Thailand and also internationally in India and Jordan as well. And of course, in 2020, we received letter in mail from United Nations um, in recognition, applauding our efforts and the organization itself. And of course, later in 2020, when COVID-19 hit, our founders had graduated already and their organization was put on pause. And in 2023, um, we have brought uh, 50 Squared back um, to ICS and have connected with Amy. And yeah, for future plans, we as of right now um, started fundraising for a future project in collaboration with Her ICS, which is um, a period destigmatization project. And we were connecting with uh, previous chapters from 2020, reaching out to new leaders with the same dreams and hopes. Um, and fighting for the same values. What are some challenges you faced with the processes you had to go through to bring 50 Square to life? You can talk about anything from planning, launching, organizing, and recruitment. I think the thing with like with um, 50 Squared is a lot of the, or I suppose like I guess in Thailand with a lot of the culture, societal like values surrounding it, is that. And especially considering our age as young people, I think it's a little, it's harder to make progress or to make change. And in terms of like, there's like a lot of stigma surrounding like the idea of gender equality as well, or like stigma around advocacy in general and like raising voices and then bringing conversations that might not be like out of day to day conversations and making a change. And it is always really, always hard to start something new. Like the first step, I feel like is always definitely really hard. I think definitely I agree with everything that Premi has said. And of course, there's a lot of preconceived ideas about um, feminism as well, especially in our you know society, as Premi mentioned. And a lot of people just don't really think that um, inequality between men and women really exists anymore in 21st century. There's a lot of um, inequality that you, you can you can find in between the, you know, in our society. And when you are ignorant about the problems that we're facing, it's a lot harder to gain support from, you know, the student body 
or even communicating through our purpose and mission and values. Because a lot of people will just, you know, devalue it, and it's not going to be like really important. For our listeners who might not be as familiar with the term feminism or gender equality, could you talk a little about what those terms mean? Terms are throughout their feminism. I think just the word feminism alone can be. It has taken a lot of shape and a lot of meanings and connotations for different groups of people. And if you like, throughout all of that, the original meaning or the meaning, or the intended purpose for the feminist movement has like changed or shifted or not, or just being perceived as something that isn't. So feminism, as defined by the Oxford Dictionary, is the advocacy of women's rights. On the basis of the equality of the sexes, and that is essentially what gender equality is trying to achieve—the mission to advocate for the equality of all sexes, in terms of like equal access to opportunities and also equal social, economic, and political rights as well. And I think building onto like what we said earlier about like people not fully understanding or. Having preconceived ideas about the term feminist or feminism, I think one broader term that can be used in more detail is intersectional feminism. So intersectional feminism is defined as like it centers the voices of those experiencing overlapping oppression, like overlapping forms of oppression, because there are many inequalities that exist, many marginalized communities, and And you would have to consider all forms and all the ways that marginalized communities are marginalized and underrepresented, and through that, then consider gender equality for all.、Um, and especially throughout history as well, when we look at the、um, suffragettes from the 19th century, a lot of the feminist movement was carried out by white women, and for this reason. Many people say that this also carries through in the modern feminist movement, with with much of the vision and mission being directly advantageous or targeting specific subdivisions of women, as well as you know overshadowing the struggles of women of colors, LGBTQ women, or even women of the other minority groups face, or you know, aka white feminism. While overall intersectional feminism strives to be more inclusive for everyone, and For the 50 Square Mission, we really just want to bring attention to the、uh, the opportunity that men and women face, and you know how how different it how different those opportunities can be between those two groups of people, and we want to bring it to the balance between those group of people. That's that's our main missions, and yeah, we want to make it clear. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. What you said about like historically. How feminism is represented, or just like targeted towards, like the movement itself is maybe like for women who are not women of color, for instance. And so I think definitely a term that many feminists use is now intersectional feminist feminism to like maybe like show the divide between maybe radical feminists who who are. Advocating for women's rights, but like to the to excluding men's rights, but also but so instead of, instead so not to be mixed up with the radical feminism, to have intersectional feminism instead to be like we said strive striving to be more inclusive for everyone. For sure, I absolutely agree. Adding on to that, 
When tracing back to centuries prior, our world has come a long way since the days women did not have the right to vote, or when the only role society deemed acceptable for women was a domestic caretaker. However, contrary to what might many might believe, we still have a long way to go before we achieve gender equality. Could you talk about some of the struggles that women still face today? So,、um, since a lot of people really assume that no inequality exists between men and women, it is quite hard for people to see what women still go through. That still isn't fair, imbalance, of course. I think, well, personally, I think ignorance is the main problem here, and、uh, by ignoring what's you know what's the problem, what's the issues, it it's it doesn't make the issues go away. Even though it's like you know the phrase called ignorance is a bliss, even though it's not true for women, which is the main focus for today, and or feeling that it doesn't have anything to do with me as well. And、uh, according to a civil rights advocate, Kimberly Crenshaw, if you see inequality as a damn problem or unfortunate other problem, and that is a problem itself, because it's not going to solve if you do not take a collective actions between. People of all, you know, genders, sexes, or even ethnic cities. It's not going to solve the problem. It won't make it go away. It's just going to make it lie dormant. But it's going to still affect other people. Absolutely. And okay, if we we're going to talk more about the existing struggles today that people might sometimes look over and think that gender equality is achieved, here are some struggles that highlight the opposite of that statement. So first, there's the gender pay gap. We can get more into this later as well with statistics. A woman makes eighty-two cents for every dollar a man makes, and that's in the U.S. So if we were gonna look worldwide, I'm sure the number would go down as well. So I think like putting things into perspective, that's the gender pay gap. And talking more about like careers or in the、um, being in the workforce. Gender disproportions in male-dominated fields like STEM and others, so like science, technology, engineering, mathematics, computer science, business and finance, and so many more. There are double standards that exist within, within just careers, like or the feeling that as a woman you can't appear too strong, so you can't be bossy, be aggressive, be unkind, but then you can't appear too weak, because then you'll be emotional, and ignorant, and incapable. And then you'll get taken advantage of. So it's it's really interesting the the labels that society puts on women, especially in the workforce or in like careers and work field. Circling back to the idea of double standards, like especially when considering for promotion, or just receiving like high level entry jobs, or the idea that you need to, as a woman, you need to work so much more harder. You need to work so much harder to be seen, to be. Seen and held in the same regard of that as a man, and definitely expectations. But I think expectations is or just like gender. That is a whole. That's the social construct, right? Like expectations are imposed upon every gender and every person. And yeah, and but I think how gender is a social construct. That is definitely a whole nother conversation altogether. And period stigmatization still exists everywhere. And I also think that has a lot to do with culture as well, but definitely exists. Like how you need to whisper, like, "Hi, um, hey, sorry, do you have a pad? I forgot. I I didn't bring any today." Things like that. Like you need to whisper, and you can't say it aloud. Well, when I was growing up, I was taught that if I had a pad, I needed to hide it. 
even though it period is a natural cycle for women that women have to go through it is nothing to be ashamed of but then culturally and then the stigma so that's a whole another thing together and then sexual harassment as well cat calls and uh, and many other crimes that are inflicted upon women i think are just some of the few examples of the struggles of the struggles that women face today and how gender inequality even though we have come a long way but we st- i still believe that we still have a long way to go before gender equality yeah definitely i think many people tend to overlook the existing gender discrepancies today especially in comparison with the way history has treated women building on to that what would you say are common stereotypes when it comes to the concept of gender equality and the overarching feminist movement itself i think um the main problem is that the feminist or the gender equality movement is only for women and that's and that's not true because feminism strives for equality between everyone not just women men and other people too and okay for the first topic is toxic masculinity and it's tying back to the idea of expectations society sets for each gender well men are supposed to be are uh, more strong tougher um you can't cry in front of other people you can't really show emotions and it's really affect um other people in your life especially the people you care about so it's really toxic and to believe in a to to be in to be stuck in a really um toxic masculinity ways of life it can really affect your mental health as well and it can leads to depression and commit commit more likely to commit suicide while stati- statistically men are about four times more likely to commit suicide than women which is very telling itself and and stigma surrounding mental health as we mentioned um by not really talking about your feelings it can make things you know like harder for you cuz it's just in your head and you're not talking letting it all out and the second thing it's i think it's really uh, prominent in in our movement in feminism which is feminists are men haters which is not true we love men and don't let me get starting on that <laughs> okay um many believe that identifying as a feminist means that you hate men or you are angry at men which is no um three no big no 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 um first group is radical feminists do exist but aren't there are radical groups in every spectrum every political field and the second thing is the radical field takes up the least space and very little in the overall population of feminists feminists but are the loudest and therefore become stereotypical of that group when simply it is not true feminism by definition has nothing to do with hating men we just want to make it balanced with every gender feminism strives for one thing it's for equal and balance and peace for all gender in reading research recently it shows that feminists generally feel positive towards men and this is a misandry myth um misandry for um all the audience that didn't know the the meaning it's a dislike or contempt towards men misogyny dislike or contempt towards women yeah absolutely agree i feel like those are some of the most prominent stereotypes that people or assumptions that people make about feminism and the feminist movement just like it's like 100% agree with everything that you just said like it definitely isn't just for women it's for men to thank you 
it's for men too and i think also how feminists aren't mentators i think that message gets confused a lot or it doesn't get get like get across as much and like you said like like there are radical feminists out there and i feel like yeah like what you said taking up like a small percentage of the feminists overall but taking the most voices up or taking the most space up and then that becomes like that becomes stereotypical of what people see for feminism but okay here's also another stereotype is that feminists can't take a joke i think feminists we definitely can take a joke we do humor that is <laughs> we do humor we take jokes but i feel like the thing with jokes is that it can also be seen as microaggressions microaggressions are belittling comments or things that may or may not be intentional but they are still belittling and invalidating the experiences of marginalized communities and i feel like when a joke is framed that way it can be insulting it can be offensive and belittling for the efforts of the advocates for gender equality and against women's marginalization but the idea or the concept of microaggression definitely like extends outside of women's marginalization to like other minority groups and other marginalized groups and so jokes like go back to the kitchen is not something to be laughed about laughed at because as long as women's ambitions and intellectuality are still placed behind their family and society's needs the cruel reality for women will be as tangible as ever. I totally agree. These definitely are the preconceived notions many have about the feminist movement. Touching on one of the struggles being the disproportionate ratio of men and women in the STEM field. Could you expand on that a little bit? I'm going to speak this from like a really personal experience. Um, speaking of like if a woman really are interested in a STEM field, she's not going to really get recognized as, you know, like as a professional or even, you know, really good in STEM. And why are you here? Why don't you, you know, go and major in something else? And that's really prominent, especially, well, not saying our school, but um, I'm saying a lot of places in Thailand, in society, it's, there's a lot of like belittling um, STEM women efforts of, you know, like pursuing further career in STEM especially in computer science is one of them it's one re- it's, it's one of a really prominent um subject that a lot of men in that field are not really recognizing women's effort in it and it just and there's a lot of like carrier jokes as well um i think a lot of like stem related uh, carriers it's a i think it's leaning more into a, like a masculine side of things so that can be why a lot of people are not really recognizing women efforts into going or pursuing for the career in STEM because it's been seen that it's masculine and not really fitting for women in general. For women in general, as women is seen as fem- uh, feminine, and so it's it's a really it's a really hard um, and really complicated subject to really expand on because it's really prominent in you know in every day absolutely and i feel like in careers or like if we look at like certain male-dominated fields maybe like stem business computer science all of that i think just looking at the ratio itself is telling 
there should be about roughly about the same number of women and men in the world but the numbers for the ratio for like for such fields are just skyrocketing we'll get into this i'm excited for this list but we also have a top 10 list um, for this episode too later so make sure you stick around and listen to that but we talk about all the statistics that i think are very telling in itself and okay what you said to him about like expectations and like what society deems as more masculine i i have a riddle i just listened i my sister told me that a few days ago and i think that really stuck stuck with me so if you all know this already don't don't say the end don't don't say the answer okay here it is so there's two people in this riddle james and a doctor and they go fishing james is the doctor's son but the doctor isn't james father who is the doctor okay let's watching everyone think what do you think what do you think um i really have no idea to be honest with you wait wait is the doctor is not a human being the doctor is a human being i had some help but the doctor is a mom that is the correct answer but like i feel like that can be seen as like like that's it that's like a very simple example i feel like like you can just see as a riddle and it can be that but i asked today earlier in marketing class for the podcast we were planning it we were planning it and i gave them this riddle and everyone took quite some minutes before mr jason came with the right answer that i was that the doctor was his mother so i think like this just like demonstrates that like the societal labels that go with certain jobs so like people would associate being a doctor as a masculine trait right or fishing fishing is often seen as a masculine activity and so with those two in mind it the question it's begging the question of why would it take for people to to take so long to realize that it is his mother i think that alone is very telling in the way society treats careers i think in a family sector as well when we look into Uh, for example, a father is looking after his own child. It's been called babysitting. But when a woman is looking after her child, it's called, you know, looking after her child. It's uh, all all of these terms are really, you know, highlighting the fact that we have a long way to go about um, equalizing and balancing the um, gender inequality between men and women to put women before her families and societal's need and you know her expectations from her family or husband or society otherwise we cannot achieve a really good gender equality movement yeah absolutely and i think or just this too say there's a single mother with three kids and you're like oh like she must go through so much and struggle so much but then it's more prevalent versus if you see a single father with three kids everyone will be impressed and I feel like the difference of being a single mother or a single father, I think just that alone is very telling about what society deems about the acceptable roles that women and men should play. And even though I feel like a lot, another stereotype, I think that that people perceive the feminist movement is that we're trying to get every single woman in the career field and we're trying to eliminate the prospect of, of, of a woman being like a mother or having a domestic job and that is simply not true i think the where we're coming from feminism is that 
advocating for for careers so that anyone can be whatever they want to be and have equal access to to all the opportunities in every career field so anyone can be whatever they want to be yeah it's definitely the disproportionate ratio is definitely real and still remains to be one of the many prominent struggles gender equality brings about deterring other women from joining the field or even pushing some to leave for anyone who wishes to make a positive impact how would you suggest for them to take action and make a difference in the world i think the main thing is to find what you're passionate about and to fight for it um, really loudly and really just, you know, passionately. Yeah, I think it's like the thing is that don't let anyone tell you otherwise that your efforts are not really going to help or really not going to make the problem um, go away. I think little efforts building up into big efforts, it's, it's really important to take a step by step, baby steps to, you know, build up something small, but it can sp- expand later. I think in our school, Um, especially when we're student as well, by posting a, a lot of stuff, educating people about the things that you want to be, want people to get educated at. I think it's a really good way to help young people or other people in general to get educated and be informed about the stuff that you want to make change in the world. And I think to, to remind yourself every now and then that there's always struggle, but that's why you're doing this itself. Remind yourself of the end goal that you want to achieve. And if you're not starting to do something right now, when will you start? And it's not going to happen if you don't start right now. So remind yourself that and keep going and just ignore anyone else who's belittling your efforts as an advocator. Yeah, absolutely. I think passion is definitely really important. And it definitely does it like whatever your passion is, advocating for anything that you believe is right. I think that that alone, that will drive the changes. And I like definitely get what you you're you're going with with like how you say like when you're you're just a student you're a high school student and you're so so young and it's the feeling that like you're so small and you can't actually make an impact maybe it's that feeling and also the feeling because society deems it to be that way for you and so yeah definitely reminding yourself of the end goal. Like for me personally, I have in my notes app one note is specifically dedicated. I I call it inspiration, and then I pull like quotes or articles, statistics, and then books that I really love that like I think dedicate to the cause that I'm advocating for. And every time that I'm feeling maybe tired or feeling defeated, I go back and I look at it and I get inspired again, and I remind myself why I'm doing this and why I want to do this. And definitely dream big. I think dream big, and you can always start small. Like starting small can be just like creating conversations and then safe spaces to have them, and then having those relationships and finding other like-minded people to build a community off of. I think will be also uplifting, and it will definitely make you feel like you're not alone in this, and that people are also advocating for the same thing. I, I think adding on to that as well. Um, the important thing is that to be a really open-minded person, um, I think there's a lot of people who would not agree with what you're saying, or in what you believe in. But the thing is that human beings don't agree. We've seen throughout history that there's a lot of wars going on. There's a lot of conflicts, especially right now. There's a lot of conflicts going on. So I think the thing is that to be really open-minded and to you know keep in mind that what you're fighting for and why are you fighting for this. 
keep in mind of your, you know, goals and dreams, as Premi said, and to not really be ignored. Because I think in like the 21st century, you can get educated really easily. There's a lot of resources you can research on if you want to know anything at all. So I don't think like using an excuse as you know you're not like um, know a lot about this stuff, so you cannot really form an opinion on it. Get educated. I think that's a really good way to start um, advocating for people around the world and to have a potential to make a change. What advice would you give to young people who have the potential to make change in today's world? How can they start? I think anyone, absolutely anyone, can change, and I think especially with young people. Other or society might deem you or might see you as incapable, but the thing is, you are young. You have so much potential in you, and there is, there are so many changes you can make, and so many impacts, long-lasting impacts that you can make, and the differences that you can make. So I think definitely starting small, just just what Dream said earlier, to just like get educated, learn more about it, start conversations, find like-minded people. Maybe start a club, a fundraiser for a cause, or do anything. Definitely, starting small is important. And also, if we're talking specifically about gender equality as well, Fifty Square invites students, high school students around the world, to start new chapters and join join us, join our community, and expand the reaches and the impact that we can make in today's world. For specifically for our Fifty、um, Square Club. Um, there's a lot of actions that you guys could be a part of and to contribute to, you know, a movement of feminism. First of all, there's a take action page on our website, especially with like spreading awareness and finding great resources, books, movies, TV shows,、um, blogs, statistics reports, or even research studies.、Um, I think be like in a front line. Of absorbing news, but not really absorbing everything you've seen, because you don't know if it's true or not. To be, I think I said it, it, it earlier, but to be open-minded is a key here. To you know, not absorb everything that you've seen, but to absorb something that you think it's valuable and you think it's credible. Yeah, or the sources that you think it's credible, and you have great conversation with the people who will not judge you and will you know contribute you to like a. Better conversation about this topic that you're passionate about. I think that's a really、uh, good way to start、um, spreading awareness and start making changes、um, in this world. And yeah, as as like Premi said, it's you're young. You're not you're not like gonna make that much changes, which is not to worry as of this stage right now. But I think starting, beginning to do something, that's that's itself is a really It's a key here to to contribute something, to make some efforts into you know what you're passionate about. Yeah, make a change. And with that advice, we end segment one. Thank you for the insightful discussion and ways in which we all can be aware of the inequalities that still exist. We'll be right back with some statistics right after this short announcement. Hey everyone, Fifty Squared is a United Nations recognized nonprofit organization founded back in 2018. Through fundraisers, speaker series, collaborations with other Thai nonprofit organizations, we strive to empower women, raise awareness, and advocate for gender equality for all. This year, we're hoping to organize more events, collaborate with 
more like-minded organizations expanding nationally and internationally. We're looking to recruit more branches and chapters. As of now, we're selling snacks and classrooms to raise funds for future projects to destigmatize periods. Be on the lookout for more events to come. Follow us on Instagram at 50Squared or subscribe to our mailing list on our website, 50Squared.org. We are back with our second segment. As we wrap up this discussion, our co-host and guest will be sharing a top 10 list of statistics that will hopefully shed some more light on this subject. Premi will start us off with number 10. Number 10. 10 syllables. Intimidating. Bossy. Aggressive. Women are 30% more likely to receive feedback for being intimidating, bossy, and aggressive when being considered for promotion. Number 9. 19% is the number of bachelor degrees earned by women in 2016. What's scarier is that this number dropped significantly from 27% for women who got the same degree back in 1997. Number 8. 82 cents to a dollar is what a woman makes on average in the United States when compared to her male counterparts, according to the U.S. Government Accountability Office. This number drops even further, in particular for mothers. Number 7. 17 to 1. That's how much male CEOs outnumber female CEOs by. Let's put this into perspective. The New York Times states that there are more CEOs named David than there are female CEOs. Number 6. 66% or two-thirds. Women still account for 66% of all adults worldwide who are unable to read, reports UNESCO. This discrepancy stems from education from a young age. Number 5. One-fifth. That's the percentage women make up in business and finances as executive team members, reports a gender equality research from the UK. Number four, four to one is the ratio of men to women in the fields of computer science and engineering. Number three, 34% is the percentage representing women in the workforce in the STEM fields. Research by the American Association of University Women reports. Number two. 20th September 2014 was when Emma Watson delivered her viral speech as she fought for gender equality, when she is quoted for having said, If not me, who? If not now, when? And make your ways for number one. One person is what it takes to spark a change and make a difference. Thank you so much for those stats. Numbers don't lie. The top 10 list does help show us that many societies still have work to do in this area. There are roughly an equal number of men and women in the world. Inequality still very much exists. There is a growing movement among the youth to spark conversations and make a difference, advocating for what we believe to be right. Dream big dreams and change the world. As we end this episode, I'm reminded that many inequalities still exist in today's world and that the youth has the ability to make impact and inspire changes. Check out 50 Squared online at 50squared.org or follow them on Instagram at 50squared. As always, this podcast would not be possible without the hard work and support of our international student production team. All music and sound effects are courtesy of Pixabay.com, a vibrant community of creatives sharing copyright-free images, videos, and music. And we are signing off until next time. We are Students Incorporated, because your voice matters. Mm.